Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. This is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Jesus Christ, not through legalism, not through works, but through his grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the truth of God's word. So whether you're a grandma, a student, a stay-at-home mom, an entrepreneur, a coffee lover, or a tea drinker, you are welcome here. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is the Strong Christian Female Podcast, and this is the first chapter of the book, Somebody Lied to You. Now, there's a prologue that I won't read today, but I will talk about how one lie can change a nation. We would love to expand on this after this reading, so stay tuned after the reading, and we will talk about what I talk about. Keep in mind, this book was written actually pre-pandemic, but it is still incredibly relevant right now. There's, the, you know, God's eternal word is eternal. He, it doesn't go in and out of pandemics, in and out of any time in history where there's been wars and famine. It, it's crazy. I actually saw something and it was satire, but it made me laugh out loud because it said, people think they've lived through this worst time in history unless they've ever studied any other time in history. You guys, I hate to say it, but even with all the craziness of 2020, we still live in a great time in history as far as health, as far as uh, opportunity, as far as freedom of speech, even though it is being stifled. I do believe that. But we still are living in a great time. And this is the time where Christ is purifying his church. This is the time where Christ is saying enough. We have allowed the world to sneak in or just jump in to bed with us, so to speak. And we have got to say enough is enough. So that's what this book is about. And let's jump in. In 1973, the United States legalized abortion based on two cases, which were both built on falsified information and lies. In both Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Dalton, the women whose names are on the documents were never even at the trials. They were never cross-examined. They never even spoke in the court of law and they never had abortions. In fact, in the case of Doe, she never even wanted an abortion. Her lawyer forged papers and lied about her desire for an abortion. She had to flee the state just to protect her baby. In both cases, each woman came to know Jesus as their savior and became very outspoken, passionate pro-life advocates. In both cases, their children with whom they were pregnant grew up and lived. They're both still alive today. And yet, Based on these lies, our country legalized the act, which has now killed over 60 million babies since its inception. 60 million, including 25% of all millennial and Gen Z generations. They're gone, never to walk this earth with their parents, classmates, friends, and other citizens. Our country is missing leaders. Our families are missing sons, daughters, aunts, uncles. Our churches are missing members. And perhaps our world is missing the greatest mind that could express God's goodness in a way that draws people back to him. But because of the false claims and parade of media attention we gave two legal battles and still give today, mind you, these voices were and are still being callously murdered before they have a chance to even speak for themselves. It's amazing what one lie can do. One lie can destroy a family. One lie can drain a bank account. One lie can leave you wandering around seeking purpose in the things God created rather than in God himself. 
One lie can make you think you are worthless for the rest of your life. One lie can make you think you are better than all of those around you. One lie can decimate a legacy. And one lie can kill a generation. Lies in our culture should not be taken lightly. But lies in the church should not be tolerated. We must seek God, read His Word, and listen to the Holy Spirit to find the lies, expose them, and drive them out. The American church must see that so often we have taken on our culture and established beliefs void of God's word. We have agreed upon niceties and tolerances that God said should be abhorrent to us. We have exchanged his call to righteousness and freedom from our own bondage of sin for the change of humanism, pride, and self-empowerment. Our free-to-be-me, grace-high, buffet-style Christianity is killing us. Maybe not quick and torturously, but death is upon us just the same. No longer does the bride of Christ stand out, separated from this world. We're not even trying to be pure and spotless for our groom. Our covenant with God has been defiled. and We don't even flinch at how we've betrayed him and broken our promises. We invite the rules and standards of the world into the house of God, whose halls are meant to ring in worship of our Savior. Yet we can't understand why our world continues to slip into darkness. Using the vocabulary of our culture, we have erased swaths of the Bible in our churches using the guise of intellect and relevance and wokeness. We've turned on our fellow Christ followers and see them as the true enemy of our lives rather than the God of this world. We wear what we want, watch what we want, speak how we want, and in some cases, drink, smoke, and sleep with whatever or whomever we want. All under the world's definition of freedom and grace and forgiveness, a misinterpretation of scripture if ever there was one. We see this earth as our heaven and hell as non-existent. Most of us no longer fellowship in person with fellow believers or, as in COVID, online, except perhaps to discuss fluffy topics that have little rootedness in Christ himself. Ease and comfort are clothes we wear, adorned with jewels of apathy and ambition. We style our lives in the ways our non-Christian neighbors do, trying to keep up with those who we want to impress, giving little acknowledgement to who God is in our lives or what he wants us to do or say, often because he is rarely allowed in our lives, and we don't actually know what he wants to do or say. We fill our lives with the culture's view of success and giving, our culture's view of modesty and sin, our culture's view of femininity and masculinity. We define who we are by what we learn in school or what we're told by our peers or what is fed to us on social media. Yet God has laid out a very different set of vocabulary for us, a very different set of explanation of who he has created us to be, his purposes for our lives, and a very different purpose that he has for our lives one which is sharply at odds with this world. And here we sit, listening to a book about all the lies we've allowed into the walls of the church, a fortress broken from the inside out, that every great lie can be broken with just one simple truth. Every lie exposed can be decimated by speaking out what God has said in his word. Every lie loses control when we simply take back control from it in Jesus' name. This book is meant to empower every believer. It is meant to raise up the warrior in all of us. It is meant to speak life and joy and hope into all of us. This book is to remind you of the purposes of God that have been placed in your life and in the church. It is to call out leaders and have them say, enough. It is to expose the God of this world for the liar he is and for us to use our God-given, Christ-paid-for power to smash his hold on us for good. This book is for mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, lonely-hearted people, and those who don't know how to speak up. 
It is for school children and elderly. It is for anyone who wants to see God's power rule and reign again, and for Christ's followers to stop being passive and allowing the God of this world to control us. Christ does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. This alone should separate us from the world. The church, the true body of Christ, is done with leaders who will not speak out on behalf of their Savior, their children, their marriages, or their communities. We are done with people who do not call others into freedom from their sin. We are tired of playing proverbial checkers with our lives when God has called us to play chess. We will no longer sit and watch as leaders are pressured by congregants who threaten to pull donations if they don't stay quiet on issues like adultery, fornication, abuse, and murder. We will not allow children in our walls to be confused or abused because we are not tuned into the Holy Spirit and His revelation. We will no longer dismiss the actions of leaders who align with any sin God has said He cannot abide. We are rising up in support of purity, integrity, and a call to holiness. The days of an exchange room in the front of the temple are done. The tables are being turned upside down as Christ's children are upending the den of robbers many of our churches have become. We're united in Christ, and we are here to save a generation of children, teens, and adults from the lies of the enemy that are killing the unborn and the born every single day. We have said enough. We will no longer pretend it isn't happening, and we will no longer act as if those with titles who are not following God are doing what is right. We are redeeming the bride of Christ through repentance, presence, and action. So get ready. The winds of change are here. Okay, so let's talk about lies. Lies are everywhere. I've said this before, and I I can't take credit for it. Lisa Bevere said it. A half-truth is a whole lie, and our world spreads half-truths, including our churches. There's so many lies right now, and half of the reason lies are allowed to spread is because the church is staying silent. People are listening to lies, and there are blatant lies all around us. Satan is the father of lies. We don't want to even entertain a lie, especially in the body of Christ, and yet we do. And we do it because we've been told to be quiet. We do it because we're told our voice doesn't matter. We do it because we are taught to question ourselves, not in a good way, where it's productive, scientific, Um, maybe even causes you to do more research to know that what you're saying is true. We question ourselves because we're gaslit and we're confused. The father of confusion is not God. God is not a God of confusion. God is also not a God who will abide lies. So here we sit in a culture steeped in lying, steeped in deceit, steeped in all sorts of rhetoric and confusion and lies. And how in the world are we to find our way out of that? The only way you're going to know, even in your gut, that something is up is to know the father of the universe and rely on the Holy Spirit. And the second part of that is do your research. We are lazy. My son quoted Calvin and Hobbes to me yesterday. Calvin and Hobbes, which has not been created for decades now. And in it, the father was saying there will come a day when everyone will simply believe what they're told on TV. That day has arrived. We don't question anything. For some reason, we have given our minds over to media of all sources, whether it is television shows, movies. Look for it in the next children's film you watch, if you watch kids' films, or even regular film or show. I'm recommended shows all the time in about four, five, six series. I have to quit watching them because my spirit is grieved. If your spirit is not grieved at the smut 
that is on TV, I would ask that you pause and really reflect on what it is you're constantly ingesting and and basically just accepting as okay because we live in a sinful world. The truth of the matter is our minds are valuable to the Lord and he wants us to protect them. And also it says that life in death is in the tongue, right? In the words we speak. Life and death are in the words we speak. So here we are living life and death, truth and lies. What are we to do about it? Pray more. Read the gospel more. If we can't know what is true and false in our society, go to what is true, which is the word of God. You stand firm on the word of God. Read it more. Pray more. Get to know Jesus more. Get to actually know him. Be a part of his life. Don't settle for just knowing about him. You must seek to know him. God is not a God that changes with the wind like our world does. He is not a God who is there to harm you. If you don't know what is truth from lies, what is there to harm you or keep you safe, you run to the Father every time because he will distinguish that for you. And if you feel that you can't trust anybody or anything, how much more important to just lean on him to just bask in his presence. Turn on worship music. I am so tired of people saying, you know, everything could be an act of worship. That is true, but it's such a cerebral excuse to not spend time praising the Lord. That is the truth of it. When you cerebrally justify not praising God, not spending time in worship, not doing what the Bible commands, you're just treading on some thin ice there. Just be vulnerable. Turn on worship music. If you don't like to sing, honestly, get out a guitar and strum along as you're listening to live worship on YouTube. Or maybe, honestly, a drum. Or I don't care, whatever you have. And if you haven't sung in years or you don't think your voice is great, who cares? I dare you to be vulnerable before the Father and see what happens. I dare you. Do you think your children care what you sound like? Do you think your roommate cares? If they care, just go in your room and be quiet. Hum, sing quietly, do it in your car by yourself. But it is not time to sit down and pretend that we know truth from lies wherever we go. We must know the Father and we will know truth from lies in the spiritual sense because we will know him so well, we will go, that isn't true. See, we don't have to keep up with the constant barrage of lies. We only have to go back to the truth. When people are learning how to distinguish counterfeit money from real money, they never look at counterfeit money. They only look at the real thing. And if you look at the real thing, you will know where the lie is. So let's seek truth in all we do and be done with lies in our church, in our marriages, in our home life, in our relationships, at work. Let's be done with them. And let's call them out when we see them and ask for boldness and the right words to speak. But silence is killing us and we've got to do this thing. So ladies, let us pray. God, right now, we ask for your mercy for our country because we have allowed lies to dominate our airwaves in media for decades. Whether it's the news, whether it's social media, whether it is the shows we choose to watch, the movies we digest, the books we read, we have allowed a watering down of our faith, our standards, our morals, and our bravery. 
And we ask that you forgive us of that. And you raise up a mighty movement of God right now against these lies of murdering our children, of perverting the marriage bed, of absolutely attacking the living with suicide, with falseness of self, self, self with distraction instead of genuine relationship. Jesus, we repent of not taking more risks for you, whether it be in meeting new people, loving people deeper, or Jesus, just helping people in a situation where we know we have the answer, Jesus Christ, and yet we refuse to speak it because we don't want to offend or embarrass ourselves. And Jesus, we repent of being more concerned about offending people than giving them the truth of Jesus Christ. The politically correct movement is simply a movement to shut us up and we reject it in Jesus name. And we speak life and truth wherever we go. And we reject lies in Jesus name, because you have come to set the captives free and they cannot be set free unless we use the key. And the key is your eternal truth, the word of God and your Holy Spirit. Give us that bravery in Jesus name. Amen. Ladies, this has been an awesome time. I am excited you're here. Tell people about this podcast. Join us on Instagram. And if you're boycotting social media, do not join us on Instagram. I get it. I've been fasting from that a little bit as well. So thank you so much. And let's get ready to welcome God deeper, richer, and just more into our lives. Our world needs it. We can no longer allow lies to dominate. We must be willing to speak truth. Until next time, be blessed. Amen.